Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. So we got a big show this week. Welcome aboard here. It's still real to me. Zaslo Show 2.0. Got my pal Joey Levin here as we 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 are going to recap what was a crazy start to the week here in professional wrestling is the potential sale, Joey, of WWE. I mean, it certainly looks they're, they're going to sell. 
All right. Is the potential sale of WWE, is that like the, like, where does that rank as far as biggest stories in the history of pro wrestling? Cause it's, it's pretty damn high up. The idea that Vince McMahon is back and he is going to sell WWE, the family business. I, I mean, it's the biggest once yeah, it, it happens, right. it's the biggest. I mean, Vince, I mean, yeah, I guess WrestleMania becoming a big thing, right? WWE buying WCW. But like, like, is there six, anything like bigger? Six months I mean, ago, before Vince left in scandal, you would never have guessed that Vince McMahon would sell WWE, right? Well, I don't. If you remember a, a few, I, while we've been doing since we've been doing this show, I think on Big Dirt there was like rumors that at the end of 2023, when the TV rights deal was up, it's a there was a, potentially not just the rights would be sold, but like maybe the company would be sold. But I don't think anybody, I don't think there was any like legitimacy to it. Um, but no, I don't think, I don't think it could have anticipated this coming. And yeah, I mean, w- what Vince McMahon has, I, and I think to also everybody that follows wrestling or has followed Vince McMahon, just assume that Vince would die running WWE. Absolutely. I think, I think that's just, I think like every, you always hear people like, Oh, this guy is going to work to, till he's to no, his grave. This guy this would really work till he, till he dies. Right. And I think everybody just assume like, this is his baby. This mm-hmm. is the only thing he cares about to a fault, neglects everything in his life. This is what he loves. And he's going to die running WWE. So yeah, I think it would probably be the biggest story in the history of wrestling. I liked how, you know, the meme, well, I guess it's not a meme if it's a clip, but the clip was going around this week. When you had the hot rumors about, you know, Vince is selling to the Saudis, and you had the clip of when Vince announced that he was bringing aboard the NWO. So we're talking uh, about 20 years ago, 21 mm. years ago. I'm going to kill it. I'm yeah. going to kill my own creation. Yeah. I'm going to inject it with poison. And, and and then and then you know he turns around and he got the NW. So that that was going around all week. I'm gonna kill it. And, and yeah, yep. The so, other so thing that's it, been mm-hmm. the other one that's been going around is because I'm sure we'll talk about it is the split screen of with him um, and Shane in Panama City. Yeah, but with Tony Khan instead. <laughs> so so the beginning of this week it was like Tuesday night. All right, so Vince was like reinstated. Sunday or Monday, whatever it was, um, probably late Monday because we recorded last week's It's Still Real to Me on Monday when I got back, uh, you know, because I was away last week. And so Tuesday night, things started to get hot. Now, you had smaller, like, dirt sheet publications that were claiming, deal's done, they're selling to Saudis, WWE's going private. Everyone's, of- everybody's freaking out. All the wrestlers are reportedly leaving the company. Every, you know, it's like... Yeah, Sammy Zayn the, the, the quit because the he world's can't on fire. Sammy Zayn's yeah. quit. All the yeah. women have quit. There's no more women's division. Yeah. And and but none of the big pro wrestling insiders were reporting it. They were they were for sure they were coming out and saying it doesn't mean it's not true, but I can't confirm it. You know, no one. Yeah, I think Sean Ross Sapp is the one who I have follow the most in terms of like you know the insidery wrestling guys. And he consistently was like, no one in WWE has said this. Doesn't no mean one it's in not WWE. happening, but I yeah. can't confirm it, you know? Mm. And 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 so these rumors were hot, man. And I was like, look, 
Vince McMahon just returned. You still got to get board approval for this kind of stuff. They apparently just hired a company to go out there and help facilitate. I think it was JP Morgan and Chase to help facilitate a potential sale. There's no way this kind of thing is getting done in the span of like 24 hours. It's likely going to take months upon months. If at the very least, if you have the Saudi group who, who has agreed to pay X amount of dollars, you're then going to take that deal, that offer, and shop it around to everybody else. Like, yeah. there was, there's no way that it was getting done that fast. Well, because it's a publicly traded company, too, night. right? Right, yeah, and, of course. I mean, like, if it was a private company, maybe they could sell it overnight. But there's so much more. I mean, I don't know. I know nothing about how these things work. Yeah, but, same here. But, but I, you got to think that, that because it's said. a publicly traded company, you can't just, like... Just Vince comes back, right. fires all the board members, gets himself reelected to be the chairman of WWE, and then says, "Hey, we're gone. We're done. Company's gone." Like, and of course this happen happened. Like and of course this was all happening like ten hours after Stephanie McMahon announced her official resignation from WWE. Do you watch right. the show Secession on HBO? Yeah. It's probably my favorite show on television. Yeah, Succession right is great. Now. I mean, we are actually watching Succession play out in real life with WWE. That's what we're watching, man. Like, it's totally so, what this is. In a way, although, like, I think, you know, I, I think that, and I haven't, I haven't, because I think the news just kept coming fast and furious, like, things kept changing, right? When Stephanie stepped down, it seemed like instantly it's like, Stephanie doesn't want to work with Vince and this and that. But it's hard not to. I, I think, I do think, though. Stephanie was thrust into a situation that she didn't necessarily want That's when right. Vince was, you know, removed from the she company. She was on leave when right. Vince had to originally step down. But then, but don't you have to ask yourself then, Joey, what was the reason she left in the first place? Yeah, but I, I, but I would also think like, then wouldn't Triple H want to leave? He now remember he would he had he was gone at that point originally because he had the cardiac situation. Right, but I mean now, now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's but you could understand where people connect the dots. She also, where she you know, also had she surgery leaves. this week. She did. She had surgery on her ankle. I mean, it's not yeah. serious, but, but right. You, I know, you, but still, you you yeah. can understand where you know it's it's not a leap for people to you know connect the dots that wow the timing of it. I mean, she. Like, they're only in good hands now because Vince is back as chairman. I mean, she could have left two months ago and handed it over to a very capable Nick Khan, who is now the sure. CEO, and Triple H is still there. I mean, it's really easy to connect the dots that she I, doesn't want to work under her father. I agree. I I, I've, I agree. I'd buy more into it. I, I think I'd buy more into it if he took over creative. If he came in and he's like, Triple H is back whatever doing triple h stuff maybe sends them to nxt but this is my baby i'm run that and then she leaves then i can see it but it it genuinely seems like he's there to sell the company like it doesn't seem like he's there to do anything else. now whatever her thoughts are on that who knows but i'm just saying in terms of like day to day having to work for her father now it doesn't seem like anybody's really working for him right now now they are right because there's even reports today or yesterday, Who and again, dirt sheets. You don't know what but that he's been sending messages eh, to different departments, who right? Who the hell knows? Um, but but it's like, you know, it it seems like from all of the reputable sources, the people that you know 
don't report things without getting it or or like actually vetting it. It seems like he's there to just, he built a company. The company is going to get sold. It seems like, and he's like, if anyone's going to sell my company, it's me. And actually, Oh, I could understand that part of it. We believe it. Take all the, take all the controversy out of it. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, I get what I get. Why he would this seventy seven? What's he seventy seventy five seventy? I don't know how old he is, but this old man whose whole life has been in this company. If it's gonna get sold, he's like, I'm I'm selling it. Is best case scenario that it gets sold to the Khan family? No, that's the worst thing that really? can happen. You think so? The worst. Yes, we don't need everything under one umbrella again. Wrestling is amazing because there's different companies. And even if it's two different, even if it's still WWE and AEW, Tony Khan is a mark. Okay. Well, Tony, they- Khan's, Tony Khan is a mark who clearly, and listen, he's, I, he's done a lot for professional wrestling with his money over the last three or four years. But there is no chance that the Khan family would buy WWE and Tony Khan would just be like, you guys just do your thing. I'm just a silent owner. He would he would have his hands in it because in the beginning of AEW, it was we got these four uh, EVPs. The wrestlers are going to run the creative. And then we saw what happened last year. Tony Khan was clearly running the show last year and AEW kind of sucked last year. Now, the things are turning around a little bit. I would be very concerned if everything was under one umbrella. Well, let me say this. OK, first of all, I think there's zero chance that Vince McMahon would allow WWE yeah, right. sold to the Khan family. Right. I, I think I think there's zero chance of that. But the reason that I asked the question was, okay, which which is which is better, making sure that there's still that competition of WWE over here and AEW over here, or knowing that all right, if it were the Khan family that were to buy WWE, at the very least, see here's what's most important to me is at the very least, you know, you would have an ownership group. That cares about professional wrestling. Like, that's the part that's intriguing and that's attractive to me is that, okay, they're 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 going to take care of it. They're going to want it to be the best it can possibly be, as opposed to, like, remember when WCW sold to AOL Time Warner? It's like, they don't know, they, they don't know shit about professional wrestling. They definitely didn't care about professional wrestling. Uh, that's the only yeah, reason I think I, that it would be yeah, cool. I... I yeah, I, I I I could see that, but I just I don't. I, Tony Khan cares about wrestling, yeah, for sure, for sure. Does Shad Khan care about wrestling? Probably not. Oh, um, he cares about making money in WWE. I mean, come on, they're they're making yeah. well, more money they've well, ever made. Well, we got I I got got some. I could actually, if you want me to give you a stat right now that I was going to give you in big dirt, not All big right, dirt. Let me hear it then. Come on, Fox Fox lost one hundred and forty five million dollars last year on their WWE deal. Well, that's Fox. That's not WWE's. Problem. I know, but you know, if that means if, that the if, next rights deal will be less, is what you're saying, right? Like that. The basically, they're saying you know they're doing numbers ratings wise, but in terms of prime time Friday night TV shows, their ad their ad revenue is just not what other shows are getting. And that, I mean, hey, you know, Fox, go uh, go sell a little bit better. That's not WWE's problem. You know, raise your ad rights, sell better. You figure it out. Well, you if know? people don't want to sponsor wrestling, then that's I mean, but anyways. Yes, WWE's. I mean, they're. I mean, yeah. First of all, and also, I know Shad Khan is rich, but they can't afford to just buy WWE. They would need a, a group. They would be the face. Yeah, but I can't like, imagine. Yeah, like I feel like this conversation has been had before. Who has more money, Vince McMahon or Shad Khan? And it's definitely Vince McMahon. 
but I mean, Shad Khan definitely. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know who Shad Khan's. I don't know his money. I don't know like how, what is the money that he had to buy. Like what does he like? What does he do? What's his like? I mean, I mean, Vince. It's possible Shad Khan has that kind of money. I don't know. Shad Khan. It says here is worth eleven point six billion dollars. Okay. Do you want to take a guess what Vince McMahon? What is worth? this? What is this celebrity net worth? Like, yeah, you can find yeah. it out on, on online. Vince McMahon's worth three billion. So wow, Shad Khan is worth a lot more than Vince McMahon. Okay, but let's. That's like their I'm, personal. I'm dead net, wrong about that. But that's like personal net worth. Like, I, I can can Shad Khan just like buy a global brand? I, I don't know. Maybe he can. Maybe I mean, he can. like, is WWE? How much is WWE worth? Billions, right? I mean, look, like it's uh, worth so much okay. more than like Here, greatest. Like, is WWE worth more than the Dallas Cowboys? Let me give you the comparison. Can I give you a comparison? Yeah. Four years, six years ago, UFC sold for four billion dollars. Yeah, WWE would sell for a lot more than that. Yeah, they're worth. And the UFC, UFC, thirty was twenty five years old at the time. Still not a mainstream sport. WWE didn't has have, to be worth double UFC. Didn't didn't have. By the way, didn't have the ESPN deal that. Hey, Nick, I think Nick Khan may have been involved in some way or I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, so WWE is going to go for a lot. It, it, would, it would have yeah. to be it would have to be at least double what UFC right. goes for. Not, right. No chance. It has to be at least right. double. So can Chad Khan just pony up his entire net worth? Uh, probably not. I don't know. But that's so look now that that is so the, the point being Tuesday night was crazy. Mm. Everything settled down. And, you know, cooler heads prevailed where it's like, yeah, this shit's not getting done for a while. Okay. Sure. Yeah. For a while. Right. So everything has settled down now. Um, it's funny, though, because then it led into Wednesday night with AEW Dynamite. And I thought it was, it, I don't know, it, it felt cool to me watching Dynamite in the midst of all these rumors or kind of like on the tail end of the rumors when things started to settle down. Because I was like, all right, this is cool, man. I feel like there's a real good buzz around AEW going into this show tonight because number one, it was a massive card. And was, number two, it was, it was just kind of like, all right, I could use a little bit of a break from the bullshit about reading online and sell this and these wrestlers are unhappy. Like, let's just put it on and watch a great wrestling show. And and I kind of feel like that's what we got Wednesday night. That crowd on Wednesday. Now, where were they? They were in L.A. That's why they had uh, uh, Mr. Chow was there in the crowd. You had Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. Uh, so so they were in L.A. And that crowd, you know, I love this one AEW does. Is they had Moxley and Hangman to open the show for an all. And, you know, so you're, you're getting a banger to start things off for a crowd that was already super super duper hot and i'm sitting i'm watching i'm enjoying it because like all right good let's watch some wrestling instead of all the bullshit and and then i'm just thinking to myself shit i wish i was in that crowd right now because that crowd was on fire like it was fun as hell it looked like and well that's and 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 you know what and yeah and that's one of the things you know as much as i rag on aw and by the way they are turn things are getting better that show was great. Rampage was crazy this week. Insane. Like I didn't watch Rampage cra- last night. I didn't watch it. Rampage is the weirdest show. I don't understand half the shit that's going on, but it was crazy. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, but like that's one of the things that you've you've brought up a lot that Tony Khan does, which is start off the smart. show with an absolute banger. I think and it's he smart. Knows, and he and he plays he does what I mean Vince never did, but like 
you know, maybe Triple H will do more is like he plays up to which whatever crowd he like he knows who's gonna play to the LA crowd, who's gonna p- play like on that whole Pacific yeah. Northwest run, Darby Allen, you know, that whole thing. Like um yeah. So it was and that and match coming out was, the gates with a huge match, match. Why should the crowd be tired at the end of the night for the biggest match? Let's start things off. The crowd's red hot right now. Mm-hmm. Let's have a great big match to start things off and take advantage of the atmosphere. I love it. Yeah. I think it's well great. and also Ending the night with the, you know, with this, with game seven. Yeah. It, because if the the crowd's tired, they ain't tired when that match is right, going on. Right, you're, you're, that, yeah, the, again, right. Again, batshit crazy match, right? Right, right. But but we could both agree the first match was the match of the night. I mean, it's like, it's like so, I, I appreciate that. Like Moxley Hangman, that style. I'm well, me, I'm always going to the purists. It. The purists yeah. are going to say that it's Daniel Bryan versus Kensu- well, Taka- Takashi- Takashita. Yeah, like whatever. Uh, like I'm going to appre- I'm always going to appreciate Moxley versus Hangman more than the spot fest and the ladders right. and 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 the tables. I'm always going to appreciate that a well, lot more. And by the way, I texted you this and I believe it's true because I've seen multiple people say this. It's only the second time. Since Moxley's been in AEW, that he's been pinned clean. It feels like maybe he's only lost a total of like five times, maybe something like that. I think he's only lost like three or four times, and but being pinned clean, Mox, yeah, that's only the second one. So it seems like a huge deal for Hangman. And remember when one of my bold predictions was Hangman MJF would be the feud of the year. Like, where do you go with Hangman other than to the title? If it's you know, so is Moxley be... taking time off now? Is that what they're doing? Because remember, well, uh, before Punk had left. Moxley was supposed to leave for a little bit. Well, I mean, we, we got we're going to talk about the the concussion angle, right? Yeah, so, well, I didn't I didn't like it. I know you didn't like it. I didn't. Like I, it. I get it. I, I and you, we we were texting back and forth about it. Um, I thought about it a little bit more. Look, I get it. I I I know that like can you know head injury storylines are a little dicey. Um, the but timing he, was but, terrible. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have to get into it if you don't want to. I, I think maybe for, I think probably a bad look reasons than the timing, um, particularly like the next segment was Adam Cole. Um, but again, <laughs> like, but but I will also say, you know, assuming I, I, I haven't, I've been looking to see because there was a moment there where it looked like maybe it was real. Okay, so here's here's the way I experienced Mox, it. Mox okay? sold the shit out of it. Yeah, um, here, here's how I experienced it. And this is why it made me upset. Okay. So, so you know, for people who are listening right now, and like, this is only a week, it's nine days after the DeMar Hamlin stuff. All right. It, which is like the scariest thing that almost everyone has seen on, you know, during a sporting event. And so you got that going on. And, and so you get to the end of this match and all right, the camera's on hangman, but then hangman is, is like, he's making the kind of face where like, he's like, Ooh, what's going on? You know, like he's, he, look, I've watched wrestling long enough to kind of be able to tell the difference between what's going on in a story and is what's happening, not supposed to be happening. And part of it was, okay, you know what? Hangman must've done a real good job selling me, but then also, and maybe this is part of what we've talked about recently as well, where AEW's production can be real shit sometimes. Where it's wonky for sure. Yeah, where where okay, if if we're trying to sell Mox with this head injury, and it's a story, okay, this is part of the show, the camera needs to be on Mox. And so when the camera's not on the bad thing that's going on, 
it makes me believe that, oh, this is not planned. We don't want to show this because this is a bad thing that's happening over there. And that's the impression that I was getting while the camera's on a concerned hangman and clearly something's going on with Moxley. And then when they eventually, eventually pan to Moxley, you got a trainer in the ring with him and Moxley is like, he's got like spittle all over his mouth. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. So if if you're going to sell the, like the camera needs to be on the story and it wasn't on him. And that sold me in the opposite direction where it's like, oh, they don't want me to see this. So yes, that makes sense. But here's why I think the story is Hangman. Because historically, Hangman, his character and, you know, maybe this is just a poor job on AEW's part or not a poor job. I don't know. A lot of care, Adam or a lot of Hangman's character development in AEW has been on being the elite. And, you know, not a lot of people don't watch being the elite. But Hangman's whole thing is he's like the badass cowboy with a heart of gold. Like he does. He wants to kick your ass, but he doesn't want to hurt you. And he wants to be a badass, but he doesn't want to be a bad guy. And that's sort of like he's always had sort of like this inner conflict as a character where it's like he wants to go that extra mile. And Moxley even kind of played to it in this whole lead up. Um, So I actually I took it as well, they're 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 showing how conflicted Hangman is that he should be celebrating, you know, one of the biggest wins of his career but he's not happy because he hurt yeah. the guy. Yeah. Um, and then now had they not gone back to Mac to Mox at all, I would have been like, okay, something's wrong. But then yeah. they stuck the camera in his face and they're like, wait, let's listen in to what Mox is saying to the referee. If he's really hurt, you're not doing that. Right. At that point, you know, it's like, oh, okay. But you know, before they put the camera on him and it's like, you know, look, it's like when it's like when a fan uh, uh, runs onto the field during a football game, they don't put the camera on him. You're not supposed to see it. Right. That's that's what I felt was happening. But again, but and here was my thing in, in terms of timing and taste. There's a few things. One, it's professional wrestling. So taste, you know, like if we're going to say if we're going to say like we don't want to do concussion angles, then like Kenny Omega should just stop wrestling because every match feels like he's killing himself. I'm OK. with um, I'm OK with that stuff being worked into the story. Although, like, I hated when. No, no. I just mean so, like, like the Ric Flair heart attack. Hold on. But wait. But I mean, like, but what I'm saying is, is like. Chris Benoit killed his family. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. And what did he do forever? This diving headbutt. Yeah. FTR still does diving headbutt. Yeah. Why don't we stop doing that shit? Right. Pile drivers were banned for a long time. We do them all the time now. And we do insane versions of them. Uh, what I'm saying is, is like, you know. Yeah, who is it? I think Jamie Hader did a pile driver on Wednesday. Dude, I'm like, look, that's a pile driver. Look wait till that. you, uh, wait, till you go, very often. wait, wait till you go back and watch the main event of freaking Rampage. Really? Holy shit. Okay, I'll oh watch my God. it later. But, um, but I guess my, my other thing is, is this. Timing maybe plays into it, but the person who would arguably be most maybe sensitive to this being a storyline would be hangman who but how aware is he what's going on in the professional sports world no 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 i was no 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 but i'm saying like if hangman who got knocked out cold by moxley and was out with a concussion and had questions about whether he'd be able to come back was okay with a fake head you know injury storyline then is it that bad like because, you know, I get that I understand that you were not happy about it because of Hamlin. But like, 
Hamlin had a heart attack. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. It's just not the same. It's not the same. You know, it was a week. He he was out of the hospital. If he was if like, hey, if he's on life support still and like we're not sure what's going to happen again, not trying to be insensitive. I'm just saying mm-hmm. the Bills had already played a game. AEW had already had a show like it. You know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it, you know, in the terms of like the 24 hour new sports news landscape, you know, the story now is DeMar Hamlin is is alive. He's doing well. He's going to be in Buffalo. And I just don't think like they're even considering that. Now, if DeMar Hamlin got knocked out cold with a concussion and was in critical condition and had to be resuscitated on the field. Now we're, we have a different, but it was, it was. To How be honest, would we a, have felt if, if it was coming after uh Tua? If it was like the day after he'd be like, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> but, it, but, but now, now I'll say, yeah, if it was a week after what happened to Tua, yeah, you might say it was in poor taste because yeah, I, I think it I would was feel the, the same way, but it's the same injury too. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but um, if it was a week and a half later and we knew he was okay and it's professional wrestling, maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad person. I'm a bad guy. Maybe I'm a bad guy. I might be a bad guy. I got, I got two more things from dynamite. I want to talk to you about here. All right. Okay. I got, I got, dude, I told you, I watched every show this week. I got <laughs> notes, like I got little th- things like things. I just got to point out, but yes. I got, I got two more big things from dynamite that I want to talk right. about. And, and well, we we'll got to circ- talk about Adam Cole, right? Is Adam Cole? Yeah. Yeah. Them? Well, yes, okay. it is. But we're going to circle back to Adam Cole. So they opened the show up with Moxley and Hangman. crowds on fire to start the show. Crowds on fire for that match. Crowds on fire because Adam Cole comes out of nowhere, and that was awesome. We're going to get right back to it. And then right after, I think it was right after, or shortly after, so the crowd is super on fire, and holy shit, what a, I mean, the crowd goes mild for Soraya and Tony Storm. The crowd, the crowd was so hot, and they died for this entrance, and I don't okay, know if that's you know a, why. Yes. Well, I don't know how much of it is a Soraya thing and how much of it is this idea that somehow Mercedes Monet was supposed to be there. And because Mercedes Monet was not there, the crowd went mild. Can I just tell you, because I have this in my notes. So the inner the crowd's reaction is one thing. Oh, the internet's reaction man. to Sasha Banks not being there, not just fans. But like people that cover wrestling, really, their reaction to her not being there. I'm like, guys, who get the fuck over? Get over it. Who like, cares? I I saw one blue check. Now I know everyone can buy a blue check now, but it's a blue check who's been around for well, a I don't while. Buy it. I I've earned mine. I know, but it, so it's a blue check who's been who's who's grandfathered in. He's been around for a while. He's like, you know what? I under you know we shouldn't be mad that uh, Sasha Banks wasn't you have to there. Explain it, that. <laughs> but but he's like he's like. But you know what? It wasn't really a good look that Britt Baker said I'm the boss last year, last week with the wink. Like, dude, get it's professional wrestling. This That's, is what we yeah. do. What are yeah. you sensitive because she made a joke? But like, that match, that match was dead on arrival because of this notion that somehow right. Mercedes Monet was supposed to be there. Yeah, well, but you know what? That is on AEW a bit in terms of the booking because they built up this thing for like a month. Who's, well, so, who's, so do we think that they tried to get her? Maybe. I, or I was it know. just bullshit internet stuff? It seemed I like... Think it was, top... I think it was bullshit internet stuff. I think it was, yeah. At the, well, yeah, I think it was internet stuff because of the timing. Because it was like, 
AEW has a, a deal with New Japan. You know, Sasha Banks is going to Japan. She was it never... She it signed so the deal with New to, Japan. She was never going to have her first match on AEW as opposed to New Japan. Right, right. No, no, I don't think I don't mean that. I just mean like from no, the for timings, people who thought she was going to show up and be the partner, it was never going to happen. Right, but I, I, well, well, no, I think people were. I think that, but I think the the justification people had was she's debuting at Wrestle Kingdom, which is two weeks before Paige's mystery tag she team didn't partner. Wrestle. Who, who? By the way, they've been building this up like it was a big deal for right like tony a month. storm being the partner like i like tony storm a lot although i think she's totally floundering right now but it's like the whole cares? division tony is storm floundering is the mystery partner who cares that the whole division is the women's division is floundering well i think jamie hater's terrific can i tell you something about she jamie is Hader? but what's she doing i look at she's jamie in a tag Hader. match can i tell you i look at jamie hater like she maybe more than any other women's champion aw so far and I love Britt Baker, but like Jamie Hayter looks like a champion. She walks to the ring. She's got like the robe deal going on. She looks like a champion. I, she's fantastic, man. I'd like to see her set up with some kind of good feud. Can I tell you how much AEW's women's division is floundering right now? Do you know there was history in AEW yesterday? No, I mean, was it Jade Cargill? Is that what we're talking about? Jade Cargill became she's managed to rampage, even though she's the TBS champion. Jade Cargill became the longest reigning champion in AEW history of any title. I got no idea. I, I had no idea. Yeah, you know why? Because they didn't mention it on either of their national TV broadcasts. You know, I was going to be happening. You know, I would give them credit if I remember who it was, but someone had a theory where the competition for Jade Cargill for the TBS title. All right. If she's eventually going to lose her, I mean, she's eventually going to lose her streak. She's the only TBS champion they've ever had. Right, right, right. But what I'm it's, saying it's great, but that's crazy too, isn't it? But what I'm saying is, it's a secondary it title, for? right? It's a secondary title. I don't okay, know. Fine. I don't but, know what it is. But when she loses, like whoever's the one that dethrone her, if yeah. she's if it's against someone that she's defending the secondary women's title against, like that person who beats her, like the like the women who are like Red Velvet, like the women who are gunning for the TBS title. That can't be who dethrones her. It needs to be someone much yeah, well, who dethrones I her. Meaning seen... she needs to somehow get into the main title picture. Well, you know who the internet's been buzzing is going to eventually take it from her? Who? A legend. Uh, an absolute legend in the game. Who? Chris Statlander. Who else? Really? I That's mean, I haven't I... seen that. I... I've, fine, I've seen a like, I've seen some, yeah no it would be stupid but I, I saw someone like yeah that's what they're building to I'm like what nah you got to give what? me something bigger than that you know like you know what I'll like you know what I would want like what if what if eventually because the competition's not there and Jade Cargill's running through everyone what if Jade Cargill hands it over and says no 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 I want Jamie Hader's belt I want the big she, one that's and then Jamie Hader is the one who retains the belt by beating Jade Cargill for the first time so that's yeah, that's I mean, how I, you do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think maybe what'll happen. I mean, she's forty-eight and zero, so she's definitely going to get to fifty and zero. But like, it can't then, be someone gunning for a secondary title who beats that streak. No, what I'm saying is maybe after she gets to fifty and zero, and they make a big deal out of her being fifty and zero, then drop she's title. like, I'm done with this title. Yeah, I don't need drop it. it. Yep, I'm bigger than yeah. Yep. May, I maybe and you go after Jamie Hader, and Hader beats her because yeah. then Hader gets the huge rub. But I'm not confident that it's going to happen because in the week that she became the longest reigning champion of any title in the history of this company, I don't. Was she on TV? Did she have a match? I know she did like a she did like a backstage thing on 
rampage, I think. But like, what do we, I mean, is that how you are like building the longest reigning champion in the history of your, you know, four-year-old company or whatever it is, but still it's like, do something with her. She is a star. Yeah. And meanwhile, she gets the same amount of time on rampage as Diddy's son. We'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, do we need it? I don't. That's not interesting at all to me. Do we need to get to that? Diddy, no, I just. Diddy's but I. Son? But I just have to mention that he's a. You know, he's a mogul affiliate. Is he all elite? Well, I don't. Well, just the same way Rick Ross is, I guess. You know, they had the backstage segment with Swerve, and he's like, he's like, I got it. I and by the way, they didn't say it was Diddy's son. I'm just a loser who who's on the internet all the time, and I know it was Diddy's son. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people have no idea who that was, <laughs> that, but it it was very much Diddy's son. So I don't really have anything for you on the trios championship, just because we all kind of knew the direction it was going, and the match was good, okay, but it was also the seventh, all right, in this series. Mm-hmm. The match was fun, and the elite won. There you go. So I, I don't have really anything there for yeah, you. My big takeaway is. Well, a first of all, the the last match was nuts. It was insane. Yeah, I I struggled. Cool. I I gotta say, I genuinely struggle now watching it. Kenny Omega in AEW, and not because he's not incredible. Because now you like him so much I'm, better in New Japan. No, no, it's because I'm scared he's gonna die. Oh, like he is actively seems like he like I know Darby Allen does the crazy stuff and this and that, but Kenny has an injury history. Yeah, and he just came back from he and I know that's why people love him too because he just takes you know throws caution to the wind i think he's gonna hurt himself in every match he does the craziest stuff and it makes me like man you're one of the best wrestlers in the world we want you around for a long time i get worried that he's genuinely gonna hurt himself again but it's incredible the matches are great and i do think my big takeaway actually from this was this was so poorly put together this seven game series or whatever because remember back to the first one where it was like, it's a trio's title match, and then they lose. Oh, we had no like, idea that it was a series. Yeah. All of a sudden, now it's best of seven. Yeah. And it's weird. like, it's like we got this thing going on. We got that thing going on. And like the timing and the way they promoted it, I think had they done it correctly, this would go down as like an all-time series of wrestling matches in the history of wrestling. Because like what these guys did in the seven matches, the ability to like have seven matches in like a two-month span for the same title and make them completely unique and entertaining every single time. Yeah, it was, it was really incre- good overall. It was incredible, but like kind of poorly executed from a build and marketing standpoint. So it's like, yeah, like again, you don't have a lot to say about it because it's like, we kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We kind of were a little confused about everything about it. The wrestling was incredible. But yeah, we're going and, 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 to forget I, I, about no it because what an, uh, Escalarde de Muerta is, uh, you know? Yeah, right. Well, but, well now you do because you saw it. Now I you do. Saw it. Yeah. Well, add it, to the, add it to the counter of things that AEW ha- doesn't explain. I think I have a couple from Rampage that they just didn't explain. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> I need something here. Um, but yeah, game set. I mean, but it was good. The match was incredible. But yeah, it's going to be forgettable. We're going to forget about it yeah. in a week, yeah. you know? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. All right, so and finally, before before we get to Adam Cole, which was really cool, really nice surprise, got to remind everybody, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0, everything Zaslow Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me every Saturday, is brought to us by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you're dealing with a personal injury, you've been involved in an accident, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys have been with me since day number one. I'm not going to steer you in the wrong direction. If you support the show, you also support our sponsors. And if you're dealing with an injury, you got to make sure that Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, they get you the money that you deserve. So again, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Uh, Joey here. Let's uh, let's touch a little on Adam Cole. Really nice surprise Awesome. Everyone was so super cool. jacked up. Crowd was already on fire from the Moxley Hangman match. And then you're bringing out Adam Cole to me. Uh, that was really unexpected, really fun. Seemed like a really heartfelt uh, promo, if you will, from Adam Cole. He was clearly in Britt Baker, who was his girlfriend, sent out a message later on that night that essentially reiterated the things that he was saying, that he wasn't able to leave the house. He was only able to leave the house to go to rehab, major head injury, uh, lots of vomiting, like he said, waking up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. And I mean, my God, what some of these guys do the way they put their body on the line for us. Uh, I'm a big long time and a long time too. Like, I think what people don't also realize is like the Adam Coles of the world. You only know him now because he was in WWE, but the dude's been doing it for 20 years. You know, and how do you think he was getting people's attention was by probably doing some crazy shit. Exactly. Uh, Adam Cole. uh, I've always loved him from the very first time I saw him in NXT. I'm like, that guy right there is cool as hell. Uh, So I'm really glad that Adam Cole is back. I know there are a lot of detractors out there, but based on the reaction that uh, on Adam Cole. Yeah, man. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like my pal, uh, my pal Nick Costos uh, from uh, You Bet You Bet on Odyssey, who used to come on Zaslow's show when I was on the radio every week, he's a huge pro wrestling fan. He he does not like Adam Cole whatsoever. There's, there's I used to work with Costos. I don't buy it. He's, there's he's a lot ju- of people he's, like he's that. trying to be. He's trying to be contrarian. So? He's trying to get be contrarian to get a rise out of you. Okay, don't buy it. all right, all right. Uh, but I I love Adam Cole. I can't wait for Kyle O'Reilly to get back. Who I'm also a huge fan of. You know, but I would say, look. Adam Cole is a phenomenal heel, but right now he's clearly babyface. He comes back. Everyone's excited for a return. You're babyface whenever you return. It's what you do right after the return that's going to determine what you're going to do. Uh, but I would say, listen, the crowd is so hot for Adam Cole right now. Let's do something big with him. You know, strike while MJF. the iron. Yeah, something big. Strike while the iron's hot. And, and if Adam Cole is going to go after someone like MJF, look, the crowd, there's a good portion of the crowd that always likes MJF. That music hits. Everyone gets super excited because you know it's going to be a lot of fun. But if you want to make sure that you got the crowd booing MJF during a match, I mean, yeah. Adam Cole could be a guy right now. Everyone was will be that, cheering for Adam Cole. Let me ask you, was that the best fake retirement since Mark Henry? It was good. It was good. It was really good. Like, I had a moment there where I'm like, oh, it's done. Sasha Banks had a good fake retirement a few years ago, too. 
I don't even remember her fake. Oh, retirement. maybe maybe it wasn't that good then. If, if or maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But I well, I mean, Mark Henry's was the best ever. I think. Uh -huh. Right. That yeah, it had it to good. be where he can't where he uh you know was wearing the pink jacket yeah. and he. Well, that, that he, meme was out there all week this week. Yeah. Because yeah. of Adam Cole. Uh, yeah. yeah, really good fake retirement. Good news, I got bad news. The bad news is for everyone in the locker room at AEW. And, he's, and also, that was an, uh, definitely an example of AEW getting it right with the production. Just like hard cam, zoomed in, his head's down. He's like, the bad news. I got bad news, but it's not bad news for me. People who are listening can't see, but I did like my, I brought my head up and stared right into the camera. It was that, it was just really well done. And, and again, you know, he was really emotional because for I don't even remember how long he's been out now, but like it seemed like there's a legit chance he may never wrestle again, which would suck. Mm -hmm. So it's I you know, it's really it's just cool to see him back. Right. We were just talking about fake head injuries. Mm -hmm. it, this guy was almost he almost had to stop. You know, we've had guys, have, you know, Corey Graves had to retire because of, you know, concussion stuff. We've had guys get knocked out due to injuries, neck injuries, Big E. We don't know if he's ever going to wrestle again. So it's good to see one of these guys that's going through it come back. You got anything else quickly on AEW for me? I mean, well, we just mentioned. I know you were way into rain. Oh, MJF, yes. So, well, obviously, so the guy that so Daniel Bryan has to do the, um, He's you know, through the, the first stage. Uh, he beat Take a Shitta, which I right. gotta tell you, boy, MJF. He, uh, I mean, he delivers the low blows, man. I mean, so that's what I was gonna ask. Okay, so we just almost got through the entire dynamite and almost didn't talk about the champion. Isn't that a bad he never, thing? He never fights. But even the segment, even the segment, like, and maybe it's a product of him feuding right now with Daniel Bryan, but his gimmick, like I, we get, I know he's like trying to get heat, um, but he's like, great at it. it's, it's just like childish insults now though, like all the time, um, which is, I guess is fine. It's like mom jokes and like take a shit. I want to see the champion wrestle more, man. And, and, and Konichiwa and showing up <laughs> i did laugh at, at that though. and and showing up in colorado with the hottest girl in colorado who's actually an indie wrestler like what are we doing with mjf right now it, I, like, I think part it, of the problem is people want to see the champion it, wrestle yeah but even but even if he's not going to wrestle like it is the point of the aw champion to elevate takashita like why does this guy deserve to have a one a head-to-head -head promo situation with mjf well i think he's sticking the, around for a little bit is he sticking around i think he is. well there, the rumors that this guy's getting pushed hard right but what has he done to earn this time in the ring with the champion yeah I don't and what does that say about how they value the champion like it's just such a weird thing like i don't know what they're doing i don't think MJF it's about valuing the champion there i think it's about they know that mjf is going to be able to throw the really good barbs at this guy which he did but is I it, think that's kind of what is it is. Is there any value? I, I don't oh, know. I'm just, not saying that there's value to it. I'm saying I think that's what it is. I just, I, I think, yeah, he's got to wrestle. I guess that's it at the end wrestle. of the day. He's got to do something because yeah. just coming out every week and running down Daniel Bryan and whoever Daniel Bryan's wrestling, it's getting old. It's yeah, getting the, old. The champion, the champion can't just be a talker. And he's as good as anyone. Unless the champion's now. champion's got to get into it. I'll say this. I'll go as far. And we compared it to Roman, right? Because Roman never fights. If Roman was by himself, yeah, but at least he without, fights every pay per view, right? And he has, and he has the bloodline, right? So Got he's always involved. He's involved in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, MJF is involved in nothing but other at the than worst. Roman's in, fighting once a month. 
Right. He's fighting at pay-per-views. Have right. Well, they don't have pay-per-views. They don't have pay-per-views, right? right. So, Or they have four pay-per-views a year or whatever. MJF, you know how many times MJF fought last year in the year 2022? Like three, right? Nine. Three? Nine. Oh. That's less than once a month. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. And like, I'm starting to wonder, did they push him to the title too quickly? Well, I'm, been... I'm willing to let it breathe. I'm willing to see what becomes of the whole, you know, Danielson thing. I'm, I'm willing to see it. Not that any of us think that Danielson's taking the belt on. See, that's that's, that's where what the problem yeah. lies. Yeah. Is that we all know we don't buy it. We don't we buy it. We all know Danielson's not going to take the belt off of him. Will the match be good? It'll probably be really good. But he's not going to take the belt off of him. Yeah. And the build mm-hmm. is going to be so long. Like it was one thing when you had the five stages of Jericho. Jericho having to work through all of them to get to MJF. I know it wasn't for a title. But, you know, it was a grudge match kind of deal. All right, when they eventually get to meet each other, we don't know who's going to win. And if I remember correctly, I believe MJF won. And then they fought again and Jericho won. But this time around, we're going to have the whole long wait and the buildup when we know Danielson's not winning the title from him. Well, you know, it's crazy, though. You know, Tony Khan makes weird decisions. I didn't think Punk would win the title so quickly, but he did. So I don't know when he came in. So I don't know. I guess you never know. Um, Give me a little something on Rampage. Oh, by the way, WWE. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also the 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 last thing from Dynamite is that Jungle Boy and Hook do have a tag name, and it's yeah. Jungle. It's Jungle Hook. <laughs> That's Just, funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So Rampage. First off, is it weird that Jericho still does commentary for Rampage? I find that a little weird. Like he. He did a bunch of commentary during COVID when they had to pre-tape yeah. a bunch of stuff. And then they just kept him on Rampage when Rampage started. I think it's weird that he's an active wrestler, but he's on commentary on Fridays. I think I they just like him involved. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he's great on it. I just, it's weird. Um, they started the show with Juice Robinson in the ring, which was a good move because it's an hour show. Juice Robinson versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. Okay. Good, good match. Darby retains. Juice Robinson's awesome. Juice Robinson, former IWGP US title mm-hmm. iwdp tag title bullet club member he's been in he's had three matches in aew he's lost all three really why did why does tony khan do this he came in he fought moxley for number one contender lost uh fought samoa joe at ring of honor for the tv title lost fought darby allen for the tbs title lost that shit happens in aew like where's ruby riot like that stuff happens well she was in the main event on Rampage? On Rampage. And it was really? fucking nuts. And it was insane. Okay. So I'll, I'm gonna, was it? Uh, let me fly through here. The claim segment was awesome, but I don't know if you saw this because people, because it's a pre-tape show. Max Caster, during the taping, fucked up his rap. Oh, I heard about this. And, and went to the back and restarted his rap. Yeah. Um, but uh, the highlight of this was not even the acclaimed. It was the ass boys came out. And the lo- one of the lines of the year was, the only reason you're popular and the only reason you're popular is because you stole our dad. <laughs> so <laughs> That's so good. So good. Um, I actually was wondering, like, I think Billy Gunn is he might be just as over now as he was in DX. Like, <laughs> DX as a whole was over. But Billy Gunn right now is so over. I, I always thought Billy Gunn. I'm look, they were all over DX, but I, I always thought Billy Gunn was the least over of all yep. the guys in DX. Yep. Um. House of Black actually fought a match that was cool. They fought. So this is weird. There's House of Black, but apparently now Malachi Black and Brody King are a tag team within House of Black called the Kings of the Black Throne. No, I thought Brody King and Buddy Matthews are that team. No, not on this. Then it was maybe Ma- it's just then it's just interchangeable, maybe. 
But then I don't understand. But they, again, here and we go, AEW. Why do they have a separate here, name then? Here we go, AEW. Can I get an explanation of why? Yeah, they're being I'm pretty sure it's Brody King and Buddy Matthews that are the tag team with that name. Not on Rampage. Not on okay. Rampage. Right. Malachi Black needs to be in the title picture. That's right. He's a star. He's freaking jacked. That's he what I always loved about him in NXT and when he was King the too. champion. I was like, Aleister Black looks like a champion. Yeah. He looks yeah. like he can kill you. Um, so we had that. That was cool. Eddie Kingston. I, it seems like the House oh, Eddie of Black... Kingston and Ortiz are going to feud. That's very obvious. Right. Uh, and it seems like House of Black maybe is wants Ortiz in that. Well, so what Black? happened there? Because I know leading up to it, Eddie Kingston was like, I'm getting tired of you. You better be so there. So Julia now. Hart and Julia don't, Hart and Buddy. Don't, don't play with me. Better Julia be there. Hart, don't play with Julia, me. Julia Hart and Buddy Matthews come out to, you know, whatever. Julia Hart gets in the ring. Uh, Eddie Kingston doesn't realize that she's the one behind him. He turns around. He's about to hit her. And then Ortiz stops him. And he's like, you're going to hit a woman dog. Yeah. You're going to hit a woman dog. And then it leads to them losing. So, and then Ortiz. They're going to fight now. Okay. There was a great moment though, where Eddie Kingston did like the cross-legged uh, Indian like seat style sit. He was doing Malachi crisscross Black applesauce. Does. He did crisscross applesauce to Malachi Black. And then Malachi Black did it right back to him. And then they just sat crisscross applesauce and stared at each other. It was kind of cute. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, Paul Walter Hauser was on TV for some I, reason. I don't even and I don't know, know who what... the hell that is. Like, who but he took shoot? a massive guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett. So really? it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like I saw the promo and it's like a picture of him. And it's like he's going to talk on from like, the hell is he anyway? Yeah, well, he took, a, he, took, he took a guitar to the face. Okay, but that's something that you promo? That's like, I can't, I, I got to tune in. I got to see this guy talk. Yeah, I don't get it. Hey, who they promoted him. Hey. Hey, that's what take that, Diddy son. You didn't get a promo, but Paul Walter Hauser did. Um, what show is he in? Who is he? He's an actor. He's he's been in a ton of movies. You'd know. He's is one he of those guys. Kai? Yes. Okay, that's where I recognize him. Yes. All right. Of all the things to recognize him but from, who, that's hilarious. But who cares? Still, he, cares. but he's been in a billion things. You see his face. You know who he is. You may not know his name right off the bat, but he's one of those guys. All right. All right. The main event. Rampage does this weird thing with their main events. I don't know if you wouldn't the last time you watched Rampage all the it's way. It's enough of the talk. It it's time, time for the main, for the main event. event. I like it. It's his stick. That, I is like that it. all? Is that all Mark Henry is in the AEW yeah, for? That's his only thing. Yeah. So the it time was a win- the talk is over. It's it was time. A, yeah, this was a street fight between Anna Jay and Tay Mello versus okay. Ruby Riot and Willow Nightingale. All right, and. <laughs> within two within two minutes into the match, Ruby Soho has a trash can over her head, getting a double stomp to the face by Tay Mello, comes out completely covered in blood. Just com- like really like whole crimson mask covered in blood. Oh, um, you know what? That's the picture that I saw on Twitter. Like I didn't even recognize who it was. Yeah, yeah. completely covered in blood. Hockey sticks, like barbed wire i don't know no not barbed wire um thumbtacks uh at the end of the match by the way ruby soho was shaking like yeah she was actually in pain she was like you could see she was like shaking she's lost but, so much blood but the spot that was clearly not intended to be this way willow nightingale did a sit out power bomb to anna jay off of the ramp onto a table but missed the Willow Nightingale went through the table and Anna Jay just got slammed on the floor. Yeah. It was bad looking. Jesus. It was, All right, but I the match watch. itself was 
insane for a women's hardcore match like that. You don't see it much. The right, blood and the violence and all that. And in the midst of all of that, of course, JR can't help but be like, Anna J is a really attractive young lady. Like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, JR. He's, Brett, he's doing his Brett Musburger impression? Somebody's got to take that guy out back there. I love JR from back in the day. Got to take him out behind the shed. It's time. But it was a crazy <laughs> match. It was a crazy match. All right. Worth, worth going back and watching, I think. All right. Uh, I want to talk about SmackDown last night. Like, like Raw was good, but SmackDown had all the action, man. Like, SmackDown was great. You got anything special from, like, the only thing I would bring up to you, well, there's a couple things well, I have Raw a couple real things. quick. Yeah. All right, so there's a couple things I'll mention real quick. I don't understand the Alexa Bliss Uncle Howdy segment. Like, Alexa Bliss is just standing on the table there, and Uncle Howdy comes out, it's like, you know, and she says that she's in control. And then they just went to commercial and it was over. Like, that's all we That's what they did, la- but that's also what they did. So this is why I think Uncle Howdy and the guy who attacked Bray Wyatt are two different people. Okay. Because the first time Uncle Howdy came out and like revealed himself, he did the same thing. He just came out and kind of did this. And then they went to commercial. And remember LA Knight was like, what the, what's this? What's going on here? It's the same thing he just did to Alexa Bliss. The other guy, different mask, came in the ring and attacked Bray. Okay. So that's, but either way, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing there. I but don't know I, what that was. Uh, I thought it was, I, I was, I'm okay with it though. Yeah, I'm okay like, with I, I like it. What I uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Rhea Ripley, okay? Rhea Ripley kicks the shit out of Candice LeRae. Yeah. I'm telling you, we talked about this last week. I would love there, to, I, I would love for Rhea Ripley to win the Women's Battle Royal. I'm sure she is the popular pick, but I got to tell you, I really don't see a scenario where she is not in the Royal Rumble and Beth Phoenix eliminates her. Well, I got a, I got an I interesting thousand percent headed there. I got an interesting prediction that was made by a WWE wrestler. Let me hear about no, no, it's going to be in Big Dirt, not Big. Okay, because yeah, I, I would love for Rhea to win it, but I, I'm telling yeah. you, Beth Phoenix is going to cost that match. You're going to love. You're going to love this prediction. All by right, the way. all right. I, and I don't know how legit it is. It's but you're going to love this prediction. Okay, and um, sticking with yeah. Judgment Day. Judgment Day beats. Uh, they were the whole Profits. show. They were the whole show, right? It should be. Judgment Day beats Street Profits. Dominic doesn't want to have to enter the match. He gets forced to because Finn Balor is hurt. And, uh, right. you know, you got to remember, he's coming off Miz TV where he's a hardened criminal now. All right. The best was Miz is like, you're wearing a $500 off white <laughs> flannel. <laughs> oh, I, is it true? I heard you're in jail for 12 hours. Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so good. I, it's, I love That's it. That's what I wrote in my notes. Like, Rhea is awesome, yeah. but the Judgment Day belongs to Dominic right now. <laughs> and so he ends up, I think he got, did he get the pin? I think he got the pin. Uh, I don't know. All but right, are they doing, way. is Judgment Day basically like New Day? Like where anyone can, no, no, I mean like where anyone can defend, like challenge for the titles? Uh Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, Dominic's got to be in the match. I think they're going to sell that, that Finn is hurt. So, Dominic's got to keep going, you know? Right. Um, so, that's cool that we're going to get that at Royal Rumble where you get heel faction versus heel faction. You got the group that runs Monday nights. You got the group that essentially runs Friday nights. So, I, I did. Are they going to drop the Raw? Is it just for the Raw titles or is it for both? It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know if they've announced Because maybe, they maybe, the, maybe they drop the titles. I don't know. If it's that's, just Raw. If it's Raw. That's a great question, but. Uh, yeah, so that that was awesome. Obviously, Dominic ends up getting the win at the very end of the night. That was cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, all the only thing else, the only other, I had two other things from Raw. One was it just feels like they are leading us towards U.S. title elimination chamber. Yeah, definitely. Theory. Yeah. Rollins, Lashley, Dolph, Ali, and the six man. But still, we're a ways away though. We're a, we're over a month away from that. Solo. 
solo, six man solo, just calling it. Okay. Maybe. Let's yeah, that makes sense. Solo's the best. Solo's yeah. the best. I think I've come around to solo's the best. Oh, and he also um, won on Monday night too. He beat Ziggler, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, now, the opening of Raw. Triple H was trolling everybody, right? What was the opening of Raw again? Baron Corbett or JBL oh. coming out to talk to Kevin Owens and uh-huh. having a match with Baron, like Baron Corbett. I think with the, all the Vince news, Triple H was like, you know what Vince would do tonight? He'd have JBL go out there. <laughs> I want everyone because I had people text me like, oh, Vince is back in control, you know, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? No, he's not. I think this is a troll by Triple H to be like, yeah, guys, calm down. I'm going to do what you think Vince would do to make you think Vince is back. And then and the it, bloodline obviously attacks. But I just think they don't have anything for Baron Corbin. So it's like, let's just feed him to Kevin Owens. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah, I mean, let's maybe get him some new ring gear. Maybe get him away from JBL. Maybe get him in the gym. Like, yeah, JBL like, doesn't do it for me, man. Don't do it for me. Well, this current version is terrible. Yeah, doesn't do it terrible. for me. This whole thing, yeah. But I thought that was just like a troll by Triple H. It's what it felt like. SmackDown, though, unless you got anything else for Raw? You got anything else from Raw? Um, Raw was good, but I, I think those are the main points that yeah, I, I thought Raw. I, I thought I think overall the the week was just incredible. Very so good. I thought Raw. It's I think part of it is like Raw. It's it just seems so long ago now because there's yeah. been five other great shows and yeah. all this news. You know, there was a lot of really good stuff on Raw. It just seems like two weeks ago now. SmackDown was freaking fantastic last night. It's always good. It started off with a big with it with a good old fashioned Haas fight. And it makes me crazy. Who knows if it's true? It's dirt sheet kind of stuff. But like this idea that Vince McMahon uh, had soured on Gunther, that dude, I I think he's going to be an all time great intercontinental champion. He is phenomenal. I think he might already be. He's pretty awesome. Yep. Like Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is what he is. But shit, man, that match must have been 15 minutes. You're putting together a 15 minute match with Braun Strowman and people are coming out of it saying this match was awesome. Like, you're a really good worker, man. Because Braun yeah. Strowman, it's like, let's, you know, quick and get to the point. That match was awesome. Uh, yeah. Gunther wins, which is obviously, you know, what you needed. It's not as if, you know, Braun didn't look strong. It's just Gunther's amazing. By the way, remember one of the big dirt things a couple weeks ago was Brock Gunther at Mania? I hope so. Gunther's in the Royal Rumble. He did. A, he cut a promo backstage about how now he's looking ahead to the Rumble and taking so care maybe of the Rumble. The, remember when they did the face Bro- to face with Brock and Keith Lee, and it was yep. awesome in the Royal yep. Rumble. And they never I think capitalized we get, on. I it. think maybe we get Brock Gunther at the Rumble. That would be cool to set up a feud for them. Yeah, that's forward. how they set up Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior back yeah, in Royal yeah. Rumble '91. Brock Gunther would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, for a while we thought it was going to be Lashley again when he comes back, but it looks like Lashley's getting back with the Hurt business, right? You know? That would be cool like... if you get a little Lesnar Gunther. Oh, that was on Raw. Was that on Rumble. Raw or SmackDown? No, on Raw, MVP pr- uh, proposition Lashley. And like, said that he got Hurt at business he... is getting back, and they want Lashley back with him. And he, and MVP said that he got Adam Pierce to reinstate him. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That they're t- so, okay, anyways. But, uh, yes, Gunther's awesome. Match was Gunther's awesome. Good. Gunther's awesome. You know what's a funny thing? So they, they do the whole, they, they put up the graphic for the Royal Rumble. It's, you know, they show like the six guys who have already declared for the Royal. This was right before Mysterio declared for Royal Rumble. And they got the six guys who have declared for the Royal Rumble. And that always gets me, man, where it's, why have only six guys declared? Like, are you in the, like, are you in the locker room there? And you're like, you're not sure if you want to be in the Royal Rumble. Why don't you go declare? There's 24 spaces open. 
Why haven't you declared yet for Royal yeah. Rumble? That always well, also like you don't want to be in the main event of WrestleMania. But also, like, didn't they just like? And I know it was a way of them like turning Hit Row heel, but like they had a qualifying match for the Royal Rumble. Like when that's never happened before either. Has it has to have happened? Yeah, I think so. That has to have happened. Qualifying to be in the Royal Rumble. It's not common, but it definitely happens. Yeah. So that always gets me. Like, what? More guys aren't like they're on the fence whether or not they want to be in the Royal Rumble. They don't. We're two weeks away. You know what else was funny was that same. I know I'm going back weeks now, but like the same week that they had the Royal Rumble qualifier match, they also had a match with Kofi Kingston and Santos Escobar, where every time one of them got thrown over the rope, Michael Cole was like, "If this was the Royal Rumble, that would be an elimination." Right, but it's not. It's everyone, like, everyone knows the rules for Royal Rumble. Everyone gets yeah, it. it was just we've like, been doing what, this for thirty-five right years. Everybody knows the Royal Rumble and how it yeah. works. Uh, Bray Wyatt claims that he is everything, including Uncle Howie. What howdy? What is he talking about? Where are uh, we? Although, I was, that was my. I had that written here. Where are we at on Bray? Where? What are you feeling about Bray right now? Well, I, well, obviously I'm excited because I don't know what the hell a Mountain Dew pitch black matches. All right. Well, yeah. But I but mean, he also now declared that the Royal Rumble is going to be his rebirth. So uh, whatever the hell that well, because now he's saying things from his old gimmick. Yeah, right? he's well, like, I'm well, the eater of worlds. Well, and here's what I didn't love. Uh, well, well, I guess because he's saying that he's everything. He's claiming he's everything. Right, so but he's, he's the on the eater. Of of, but eater of worlds was what he used to say. The the rocking chair is what he used to do. Like right. It's all and also the QR code that appeared apparently this week apparently went to a link of the Firefly Funhouse. So Didn't he's see that. He, uh, yeah. So that. he's doing a that. whole he's everything, and I I don't know. He's he's claiming he's so it makes sense. You got the rocking chair. You got the eater of worlds. You got the Firefly Funhouse. He and he's also Uncle Howdy. He's everything. Is it going to be underwhelming if Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy? No, I think I think it'd be cool if it were Bo Dallas. Yeah, I think but Uncle Howdy. The only way it's are they, aren't they implying somebody, that we have no idea who they are? If they t- like, if it's if it's some like AEW when they turned off the lights and Satnam Singh was in the ring when they put it back on, I was like, <laughs> who, who the fuck is this guy? Call like, him by his names as his, his name? name is Greater Kali. Greater Kali, uh, like that would be underwhelming. No, I think if it's Bo Dallas, it's cool. Right, but aren't they sort of implying that Uncle Howdy has like this control over people? He has control over Bray and Alexa, I guess. Well, no, Alexa's telling him that she's in control. Yeah, but then he came out. And he said, "You think you have control?" Yeah, she said, "I believe her." She said, "She's but in but if but if Bo, so are we saying Bo Dallas has control? Well, he's not going to be Bo Dallas. Well, he's not Bo Dallas. He could be both. I mean, Bray. I mean, he he could be both. Bray has been many things. He's everything. Bray is everything. So he's everything. And so whatever, whatever bro- that means. Bo is his brother. So, you know, I mean, by blood, Bo is also everything. That's right. And is he also IRS then? Oh, yeah. yeah. IRS. If you're in the Rotunda family, you're IRS. Also IRS. Uh, you must have been pleased just like I was where, I where you're going. Uh, we're we're going to get Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville at Royal Rumble. Yes. And I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I, I'm happy no. about it, too. I'm just happy that that wasn't a throwaway, and yeah. I'm glad that Sonya's getting something. She's great. Dude, letting her do something. She's great. And I like that they're, like, doing the backstage with her and Pierce, and they're, all, they're like, kind of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to them being, uh, you know, the authority together yep. and her being like, I know how to get this done. I'm going to, you know, like that. Um, yes. Very excited. Yeah, I'm a big Sonya fan to, of Sonya. Yep. Look, and, and, and this is one of those things, unlike, you know, in let's say w where it's 
MJF and D- Brian Danielson, and we know Brian Danielson's not going to win. We're we're not excited about it because we've seen it that story a million times. Daniel Bryan work underdog working his way up to win a title, whatever he's going to lose. This is exciting because it's someone getting an opportunity who hasn't. Yeah, Sonya's not going to beat her, but I right. You know, it's it's getting her more exposure and yeah. She, and you know what? Maybe one day she will, but yeah. we'll never know unless we get a feud where she's in this spot. And look, right? it's not as if Charlotte's not going to look. Uh, Charlotte's the best ever. It's not like Charlotte's not going to make her look great. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I'm really pleased with that, man. Yeah, like Sonya Deville can't beat Charlotte, but why can't Sonya Deville beat like not that this is going to happen, but like, why couldn't she beat Bianca Belair? Yep. Like, why couldn't she be the raw champion right now? Like anybody yep. could be right now. It's all up in the air. Bianca Belair is great, but like, you know, so yes, I was very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far as the main event goes, uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens. So we, we know it ends up being, uh, you know, a no contest because the Usos and Solo were actually there. All right. Shmuley was lied to by Paul Heyman. Mm. And well, well, I have some I have some conspiracy theories. I've been thinking about this. Well, the thing that stands out to everyone was right where so th- they beat the hell out of KO and Sammy was super conflicted. Like he didn't he didn't like how bad they beat him. He wanted to win the match for sure, but he didn't seem to like how badly they beat him. Well, was he mad about how badly they beat him or is he mad because they didn't allow him to take care of his business? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you could have that conversation, but I, to me it it you know, like I, I, I agree. Like, I think there's a, a he's a, it's a conflicted thing there. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. he was conflicted, man. Yeah. Um, my only thing with this is that everything with the bloodline has been so like, um, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Right. We, we just we've been trying to figure it out. And that's what's been great about the bloodline. They're leaning so heavily into Sammy getting kicked out of the bloodline that I'm thinking something else is happening here. Well, I think like, I know where you're headed, and let me hear it. And I and I so based on these interactions that I've been seeing with Heyman and Sami Zayn, I think Heyman might get kicked out of the bloodline. Why? I think Heyman. There's this. We. I think Heyman is maybe like playing little games, right? So the the tribal chief, the tribal chief, told them not to show up. You know, he told them not to show up, but why they show who, who told him to show up? We don't know that Roman Reigns told them to show up, right? Maybe Heyman told them that Roman, like, I think there's something here where it's like Heyman is maybe planting seeds to play Sammy and Roman against each other because Heyman's meal ticket is Roman Reigns, but he sees what's happening with Sammy. Right, so he's he trying sees- to set up Sammy to get Sammy kicked out because he's not going to betray Roman. Right, but he in the process he is betraying Roman because yeah. he's going behind because his back and conniving. trying to set up Sammy. Okay, I'll keep an eye Maybe, on that. I mean, I I don't think it's gonna happen, but it just seems too obvious that Sammy is getting kicked out. Well, the direction that I thought you were going in was yes, they are leaning so heavily into this, and I don't believe that the bloodline is going to end or that that this angle is going to end anytime soon because man, like they're, they're printing a new t-shirt every single week. You know, they're making so much money, but if they're leaning so heavily into this, it leads me in the direction of Sammy's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, you but know, I think that's what most people are assuming. Right. And, and here's what we also haven't considered. Could Sammy win the Royal rumble? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, 
Could it be now? This would be kind of cool because, like, we don't know yet. It, like, is the rumble? We don't know where where the placement of the matches are yet, right? But like, we never know until it happens. We never know. We never know in advance. Sure. Right. Okay. So is it possible? I would say if the men's are main eventing, then yeah, it's possible that Sammy wins it. Yeah. Is it? But like, is it possible that Roman Reigns, to your point about him being conflicted about how bad they beat up Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns beats the shit out of Kevin Owens so bad, and then the bloodline attacks him and beats the shit out of him so bad that Sammy's like, I'm entering the Rumble. I'm going to fight you now because you beat up my best friend. Like, that would be a cool story, the cool way to do it. I just, like, I, I think like Sammy ends up being a surprise entrant. And then on SmackDown, when they're like, what What was that? What was that? He's like, yeah, no, I'm, the, I'm not about this. It'd be this amazing not, if you know, Sammy some... won it. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Be amazing. We, it hasn't been considered. I don't think a lot of people are even, it's not even on anyone. I haven't seen it on anyone's radar. I haven't either. But everyone says he's, but everyone says, but not everyone, but a lot of people think he's going to fight Roman now at Mania. That's, so. yeah, I, I'm getting that sense. They're leaning so yeah, heavy it into it. It yeah. feels that way, and that's why I think maybe there's something else. I mean, we're just we're so emotionally invested in the Sammy Bloodline stuff that that does deliver the best kind of main event for WrestleMania if you're emotionally invested. I mean, that's what you saw with Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania. You know, what was it, 30? You know, in New Orleans, we were we were so heavily invested in that story that it leads to the best moment at the end of the night. I got to be honest, the most the thing I'm most invested in right now in the Bloodline is Solo. Give me more solo. I like that every time they do something now, they give him the big spots. Like he he did the dive onto the table onto Kevin Owens. Yep. He has the spike looks so badass. I love it. They know though. Um, they know he's a main eventer. They know it. Yeah. He is. They, yeah. I've been saying so, it for weeks now. They know it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes. I just I was just, I'm just skeptical of how obvious they're making it. It's been so not obvious to this point. But maybe they're just saying, like, we know this is what you guys want. So here you go. You got uh, you got some big dirt, not big dirt for me. What do we got, man? I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So all right, I'll start off with the one that I knew, told you you were going to love. So okay. WWE put out like a um, like a, a like a, a social video of WWE superstars giving predictions. Like they ask questions. And they're like making predictions about the Royal Rumble and champions for 2023. One of the questions was, give us like your, it was like a bold prediction. Like what, what's the craziest thing that's going to happen or a bold prediction? Kofi Kingston, his prediction is that Rhea Ripley will win either the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title in 2023. I thought you were going to say that, that she wins either the women's or the men's Royal Rumble. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, maybe. Big dirt, not a big dirt. Could this be something uh i'm going not big dirt because kofi uh he is uh, you know essentially the way that uh, the basketball players they are not the general managers kofi does not get to make those decisions and i hate the idea i know they don't have a secondary belt uh maybe they should but i hate the idea of a woman winning the intercontinental or the u.s title so i'm going not big dirt. why uh because they're men's titles like I- i'm good with them introducing women's secondary titles let's do it you know but uh yeah i i, I don't like the idea for winning one of them yeah. i mean she fought tozawa i know but but so now all of her matches china did it men. china did it yeah i didn't like it then either oh okay. yeah has anyone no other woman's done it right 
has won the Intercontinental title. Or a men's title. You have, didn't it? Well, 24-7, rest in peace. Yeah. Right. And hardcore title. That doesn't yeah. um, All right. So we were talking about the pitch black match. Oh, yeah. Mountain and L.A. Knight. L- L.A. Knight was on After the Bell, the Cor- Corey Graves' podcast. Okay. And he asked him, what, what have they told you? They said, they haven't told me much, but they say it's going to be a kick-ass street fight that's kind of in the dark. That's all he said. <laughs> it's like, I'm going Big Dirt, big man. Dirt. I'm right, going Big right. Dirt because I'm very much looking forward to seeing this match in action. Uh, we all know it ends with Bray Wyatt winning in whatever fashion, but clearly there's going to be uh, you know, a lot of gaga going on there because uh, he, is, he is being reborn at Royal Rumble. All right, all right. All right, two more quickly. So MJF posted a picture with his PWI awards. Like, I think one, and one of them was match of the year. I believe it was for his match with Punk. Oh, I was there. Or one right, of, sitting right up front. One of the matches, something like that. But he taped over the the other name, and it just said MJF versus MJF. Punk commented, really? Punk was in the comment, said, maybe find some tape for the ratings so no one sees those either. Big dirt, not big dirt. Yeah, oh. I'll go big dirt. I'll go big dirt. Uh, that's that's a low blow, you know. Come on, punk. You know, uh, that's that's not nice. I don't like that. All right, dirt. last one, last one, last one for you. We have a new authority figure on Impact Wrestling. His name is Santino Morella. As I Santino saw. Morella, and he comes out and Moose cheats to win the title, and he says, "You don't kick a man in the scrotissimus region. You're a cheating son of a gun." Santino Morella back in professional wrestling. Big dirt, not a big dirt. I'm going not big dirt because I don't. It's huge dirt, Zaz. I'm going not big dirt, but I will tell you, I saw that Josh Alexander retained last night, and more importantly, Mickey James won the Knockouts Championship over Jordan Grace. You're saying those things are more important than Santino Morella being? Santino Morella is all time. Okay. If we're talking just characters. Santino Morello is all time. One of greatest his, intercontinental title wins ever. What's Santino Morello's most famous moment? I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. When he has the his fam- elimination in Royal Rumble. Oh, that's not I his wasn't most ready. famous I wasn't moment, ready. though. That's not his most famous moment, though. I like that one. His most famous moment, the Milan Miracle. Gets called out of the crowd and beats... Uh, uh, when he um, debuted. You know, what's his name for the IC title? That when, I keep he, when, he, when he debuted. Yeah. Yeah. I like when he got crazy. eliminated by Kane immediately. And he Santino is the man. If you could, you could give me a Santino or an R Truth segment every week, and I'd be happy. That's good stuff, there, Joey. Excellent job out of you, man. This was fun. Great week in Appreciate wrestling. It. We're at a great time of year, man. A couple weeks away from Royal Rumble, and then it's WrestleMania season. I, I looked at, like I said, there's some spots open in that Men's Royal Rumble. At least six guys have declared. I mean, that's you know, who wants to be in it? Does anyone want to be in who the match? Who wants it? Who wants it? Hey, you got to want to fill the field. Do you, I don't is know. It possible I don't know. Fill the field. I'm in. I'll be in. Good job, Joey. Say goodbye to all your friends. Tell them you'll see them next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And thanks for being a fan. Yeah, subscribe, rate, review, like, do all that good stuff, and uh, and we'll check you out next week on it's still real to me. See ya.